Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the podcast about the business of running a business. This is iHeartRadio's Cleveland's CEOs You Should Know, and I'm Keith Hotchkiss. Imagine, for a moment, you're the CEO of a major hospital system, already spinning plates in a rewarding and exhausting job, and then the pandemic. On this special episode of Cleveland CEOs You Should Know, Dr. Cliff McGarrion, CEO of University Hospital, shares his vision for UH and his hopes for the future of healthcare in Northeast Ohio. So, doctor, it's a pleasure to have you here at the building. As a lot of the distinguished leaders we have on our podcast, we talk about leadership in challenging times. Right. Um, I can't even imagine how challenging... And rewarding and important and stressful Mm -hmm. leading a major health system through the pandemic was. Can you talk a little bit about how you and your team managed through the pandemic and now as we're in theory coming out? You know, that's a, I think it's a question that I've been asked a lot. And I think any time an organization and the leadership of an organization is faced really with stress or difficulty, which we were during the pandemic and we are certainly now economically as we're coming out of the pandemic. I think one of the guiding lights which has helped us remain at our true north Mm -hmm. has been a understanding of the why. Why we are here and, you know, in healthcare and many other fields, but especially in healthcare, what we do and really what our responsibility is to the public and the health of the public is constantly what we talk about. In Mm -hmm. other words, yes, it may be difficult, but this is probably one of the most noble professions that one can be in. And no one ever said it's going to be easy. And ultimately, it is our responsibility to show resilience because our forefathers and our foremothers um, in years past, whether it be at University Hospital or other hospitals, have had challenges. Now it's our turn. And by virtue of how we respond with strength, with confidence, with vision, and attention to the why we are here, that really propels everybody to dig in harder. It does strike me sometimes as frustrating that such a noble profession of healthcare that does so much good, nurses, Mm -hmm. everybody from the nurses to the admins to the doctors, physicians, and how, you know, in some circles especially politically, they've been attacked in the last few years. How do you, you know, center yourself and and your team when that noise is out there? You know, I think as myself as a physician and surgeon and our 32,000 employees, you know, when there's times when we may be um, looked at sideways by virtue of maybe how fast we responded to helping make a vaccine available or Mm -hmm. how difficult it is when we were deluged with patients and we had waiting times in our ERs and still today. It is incumbent upon us knowing that the job we have, the great responsibility we have, the great privilege we have, that we have to turn when we do have consternation by the public or consternation by officials about how things are going. We have to realize that's a natural human response for someone who's fearful, Mm -hmm. that being the public 
that being um, a agency that needs their patients taken care of. And it's we have to understand that when we have consternation or concern about how fast we're delivering services, that that is a normal response for someone who's fearful. So we have to give those people a break and we have to not take that personally and we have to do our best to create the best environment for our patients. So this hospital system mm-hmm. has been around in what I consider to be the mecca of healthcare in the United States and, and quite frankly, the world, Cleveland, Ohio. It's grown to more than 50 health centers and 200 physician offices. Mm-hmm. What does the future look like for both healthcare and for university hospitals? You know, that's, I, I think the best way for, for me to answer that question, and, and on behalf of our entire leadership team, I think the future of healthcare for what we believe is our brand, and more importantly than what we believe for the, the community of Northeast Ohio, is for us to double down on what are our four major differentiators that we take very, very seriously as a differentiator as to why people may want to come to UH and stay with UH. Mm-hmm. And that is we have to build on four things. The first thing is our brand of care that's delivered. I just ran into a colleague of yours who talked about how they were in our offices the other day for an executive health physical and had to see an orthopod. And what I keep hearing over and over again is how they were treated. Mm. They were treated with kindness, compassion, and they felt as though they were part of the family. That notion of a brand of care, that's our number one differentiator, kindness, compassion, where you're treated as an individual, and ultimately you feel as you're part of a family going forward. That's our job, number one. Number two, it's for us to be able to be the leaders in delivering high science, cures, drug discovery, clinical trials and cancer and many other things. We now have a leader in Ohio in clinical trials. What that does is give the public hope mm-hmm. that when they come here and they're faced with something very difficult, that they have hope. Hope is the key differentiator. So we think by virtue of at least having number one and number two, which is kindness, high touch, combined with high science, that drives health. The third is high value, mm-hmm. high quality at a cost because, you know, costs are continuing to expand out of pocket. And we really pride ourselves on having the highest value equation really in the area. That means quality divided by cost. And fourth is we're the hometown team. Every hospital certainly has a number of responsibilities. One of them directly is take care of the individual patients. But the second is to really benefit the community um, by virtue of providing solutions to some of the, what are called social determinants of health that can make a pocket or part of your community less healthy by no fault of their own, whether it be transportation issues, whether it be joblessness, whether it be food insecurity, whether it be bad access to primary care. And what UH takes exceedingly seriously is devoting as much possible resources to bending those curves with what we call our community benefit. Building, for example, primary care centers in Collinwood, Mm -hmm. right? at um, uh, the uh, Churchill Gateway Project, um, building the Center for Women and Children, where we had close to 16% infant and maternal morbidity mortality in the uh, Huff neighborhood. But by building this and having primary care delivered to the moms and dads who live in that neighborhood so they could walk there as opposed to taking a bus all the way down to our hospital or another hospital, we've actually lowered infant maternal morbidity mortality in that neighborhood by close to 5%. That's something to be so proud it, of, It right? is, it is. And, and, and I think that all of us, our hospitals that are nonprofits in this nation have a responsibility to do that. The second, I think, is we also have an incredible community in Cleveland of hospitals, the Cleveland Clinic, Metro, 
unfortunately, we lost St. V's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the three of us have really banded together to say, guess what, guys and gals? We compete. We should compete. The community wants us to compete on each of us trying to get a leg up on mm-hmm. the other with a newer technology, better health care, less friction on getting an appointment, all those things. We right. got to compete. They expect, because the community benefits. What we shouldn't compete on is pooling our resources and pooling our talent, our blood, sweat, and tears as it relates to social benefit, so-called social responsibility. Mm -hmm. We meet regularly to say, forget about how we compete. Mm -hmm. Let's put our resources together as it relates to our community benefit, and let's figure out how to attack COVID when it first happened. We opened up a joint testing center, us in the Cleveland Clinic. Let's figure out how to build the best cancer center in America. The UH and the Cleveland Clinic with Case now, it's the Case Collaborative Cancer Center. We work together. Wow. You got to work together because despite the fact you compete on some end, you don't and the community expects us to do this. And since we've been doing that, we are making so much progress with regards to food insecurity. We've attacking lead poisoning together. There's so many great things. First year centering Cleveland, which is part of a collaborative effort on making sure the lives of moms and dads with a baby that's only one year old who maybe don't have the assets or the resources that we help provide those. Mm-hmm. These are really the additional things that are making a difference by cooperation. We're talking with Dr. Cliff McGarrian. Yep. Chief Executive Officer of University Hospitals. Pride of Cleveland and uh, a physician himself. Doctor, you are in the department of, how do you say that word? Otolaryngology. Otolaryngology. Talk to me a little bit about yeah, what that is. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's how I grew up. I actually trained here. Um, that's kind of why I'm here. I trained here in otolaryngology, had neck surgery in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. I then left to go to Boston for my fellowship, early part of my career. Otolaryngology is basically ear, nose, and throat. Ever heard someone say, I got to go see an ear, nose, and throat doctor? Right. That's what otolaryngology, oto stands for ear, laryngology stands for uh, voice box. And in the real name back in the day <laughs> was mm-hmm. otorhinolaryngology. Interestingly, oh, right. uh, rhino's nose, yeah. ear, nose, and throat. Um, so that's what I am. I specialized in ear surgery and skull base surgery. So my passion was restoring hearing to babies born deaf wow. or people who lost their hearing with a surgery called cochlear implantation. So I really, that was the majority of my clinical career. When you see some of those videos of babies hearing yeah. the first time yeah. or putting on the glasses the first time, that's got to be some of the most heartwarming, uh, rewarding experiences it, you can have as a physician. It was probably, you know, I look back, my son's in medical school right now. He's trying to pick out his profession, but I, the reward that I get every day, I see those patients in follow-up years later and they were born deaf, for example, and um, now they are competing and they're musicians right. or they're in law school. And uh, and you you the pride that you get, and more importantly, the uh, comfort you get in in how medicine can really change lives is profound. It's one of those great enjoyments of life is to see someone recover from a a, a diagnosis that might have been deadly or or disabilitating to or them, life altering. Yeah, 10, right. 10, 20 years ago, and to see those advancements, and that's why clinical trials and investment by the hospital systems are so important, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, one of the crown jewels that you're going to be building over in Beechwood, uh, the Ahuja the expansion, I suppose, right? right? You know, we uh, built Ahuja Phase 1, which is a Greenfield hospital, mm-hmm. really at the confluence of a lot of highways on the east side, about 12 years ago. And we never planned for the, um, the demand for services at that site. And probably in retrospect, we should have realized that one of the things we did not build at that time was a state-of-the-art uh, birthing center, OB-GYN, 
um, neonatal mm. um, place for folks to have their babies on the east side. Yeah. And um, so around that concept, we also took stock of what else do we need. And the second thing that happened over the course of the last 12 years is, you know, we developed a relationship with the Cleveland Browns about nine years ago. And what has happened since that time is there's been a just a ballooning of interest in the community to use our orthopedic services, particularly our sports services. Right. So second, we realized we really needed a state-of-the-art, best-in-the-country sports facility. And we're talking an indoor football field, half-size football field wow. with rehab facilities where professional athletes down to PE, uh, peewees can get rehabilitated. And so we said, okay, we need that. And then we said, well, you know what we also need? We need an unbelievable center for men's health. In other words, men talk to most men, they haven't been to the doctor for four years, mm -hmm. all right? And this is a chronic problem. Men don't live long as women. Why? This is a big part of it. So we're going to try to change the paradigm as it relates to men's health and create an environment and a place for men to want to get primary care. You put all those things, three things together and also add in complex high-end women's health services right next door, you know, and then build on top of that executive health. That's really what we're building there and it'll be open in May. And, um, and we're excited on it because just in the last two years, what is incredible, our volumes and our overall activity has increased by nearly 20%. From 20 to 20, end of 22, our volumes have gone up 20, 18%. Wow. It's unbelievable the pawn of people who want to use our services. And sometimes they have a hard time getting to some of, in, you know, downtown at main campus at University Circle. We needed to create a place for some of these activities, particularly birthing women and moms and dads who want to have a east side option. Well, and I mean, as a male man myself who hasn't been to the doctor in a exactly. long time, mostly because, and I think we've talked about this with the executive program, is where do you start, right? How do you get the schedule, right? In who our do you place, call? We, you call Joe. Yeah. Uh, so we have a program. It's called Call Joe. Okay. Yep. And, That's great. Uh, That's easy. And Joe will take care. We've got, and you will get you a t-shirt and it's all about the guy <laughs> calling Joe. And, and the place is going to be fantastic. It's going to be what a lot of busy uh, folks want. It's um, going to be a fantastic environment. So what we have to do is bend the curve of men looking at their health and their um, health care as an afterthought. Mm -hmm. um, and because things get missed, diagnosis get overlooked, oftentimes people show up too late. If we could change the paradigm, and this is in all demographics, uh, this doesn't matter what population we're talking about. We're really going to do this in the inner cities at the Otis Moss Center mm -hmm. um, and in terms of women at the Center for Women and Children on 55th Street. Right. You know, the, who should, so that is our feeling is if we can prevent people from getting sick, prevent them from needing to be in the hospital, but it starts with a relationship, a sticky relationship with, and we believe based on the differentiate as I mentioned earlier, yeah. that there are real reasons that people will stick with it. Well, and it's one of those uh, interesting facts of life. Everybody could agree that people on all sides of the socioeconomic right. uh, scale should have access to preventative health care, right? right? And that work isn't always um, easy and it's not always uh, financially rewarding, but it's certainly right. part of the overall system, well, right? Well, we don't shy away from that because our, our feeling is, you know, you're absolutely correct. You could look at various service lines and some are very financially rewarding. Some, frankly, are at a loss. Mm -hmm. But if you look in total at the total amount of assets that you have to deliver to a community, remember, we're all about Northeast Ohio. Mm -hmm. We're in other states or wherever. Um, but if we can bend the curve on some of the drivers of um, uh, health decline by 
then we actually improve the health of the population. And, and to be honest with you, I really believe the future of healthcare in America is going to be rewarding hospitals more and more for the health of not only just the individual patient, but their community right. as measured by Medicare, Medicaid, and some of the large uh, commercial insurers. So that is really what we're all about when I measure, mention our fourth, our third differentiator, which is value. So we don't mind rushing into areas that may be in an area that may not be exactly financially lucrative, but in the end of the day, if we could bend the health in a positive way of that community, it actually changes the paradigm of the overall cost to the nation, right? Yep. Because remember, 60, 65% of healthcare is paid for by the government, whether it be federal or state. Right, right. This has been a fascinating conversation. Doctor, how do you manage a system of 32,000 people? One of the things we talk about on CEOs You Should Know <laughs> is how someone with all the things coming at you yeah. on a daily basis, plus, you know, you raised a family and, right. you, you know, how do you, what are some of the tricks that you use to help center yourself, to keep stress at a minimum, to, you know, stay healthy? Can you talk a little bit about for uh, yeah, our listeners? Really, I, I think first for me, uh, which has been an evolution, I don't want to in any way <laughs> masquerade as someone who's got it all figured out. Uh, it's, it's constant education of myself mm -hmm. and developing myself to a better platform. And that includes a lot of reading. Reading of great people have come before me, whether it be some in the last century, um, like Abraham Lincoln or someone literally like Marcus Aurelius, who was an amazing Roman emperor who had tremendous stress, but he always centered himself with the stress is your decision as to how you want to react to a set of events. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, that's your decision. And if you realize that there's really nothing that you can't deal with, and more importantly, as a CEO, I'm only as good as the brilliant people on our team. Right. One of the 32,000 people. I'm, and if you have the right people and you have confidence in the people that you work with, no matter what shows up the next morning is something that you were not expecting to show up. And if you have confidence that your team can figure out a way through it, what happens is your stress level goes down, your worry goes down. And frankly, you develop resilience, not only in yourself, but you develop resilience in your team. And then that flows all the way throughout the platform. I'm not saying we're perfect. I don't want to in any way masquerade or try to make you believe that everything we do, we're perfectly um, uh, uh, centered people who never uh, hmm. get scared or worried. We do, but uh, it motivates us to find out a solution for the problem at hand. It's important work and it's great work and we're really proud uh, to have you leading this incredible jewel of Northeast Ohio at University Hospitals, Dr. Cliff McGarrion. Thank you so much for Thank being with us. Thank you so much. This was absolutely wonderful. Thanks for having me. And this has been iHeartRadio CEOs You Should Know. Today's show was produced by Bob Coates, and I'm Keith Hotchkiss. We'll see you next time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.